Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. The Crit Show contains elements of horror, fantasy violence, and adult language. Content warnings can be found in the episode description. Jake, I have been playing Boulder's Gate 3, and I've got a look that I feel like you would appreciate. Tell me more. I am a bard. Okay, so, you know, doublet, pants, cloak. The gesture you did was like plunging v-neck. Like, yeah. You're like, you know, and you kind of like oh, carved yeah. down the like middle. Like a bard. Yeah. And I was like, My kind of bard. Yes. Yeah. Okay. But I have found what the chat has referred to as a cow bard hat. <laughs> which is this weird like it's a cowboy hat but at the very front it kind of dips up and there's like a pendant attached to it and then i've got some cowboy boots and i look very like i should be in the west but a medieval west i love that i like the i like the concept of medieval west yeah just overall can we do something with that yeah man i keep talking about building the like a wand slinger costume and i want i want in i went in on that God, we, we maybe still... next year for Gen Con. Yeah, we got to be outfits. SWAT wizards still. Be oh. A, oh, SWAT wizards. Yes, we got to start planning next year's costumes now because we very last minute yeah, did it. Not this even year. start planning them. We got to start building them. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and just build a little piece of it like every month. How was Gen Con? I missed you all. <laughs> One of my favorite moments from a table was they were they were trying to convince this person who did not believe in ghosts that it was a ghost who was causing the issues and one of the guys was playing the mundane uh his name was reggie he had a skateboard nunchucks and he was a manager at a burger king yes and uh they were talking to this guy and they're like what you don't believe in ghosts he's like i don't believe in ghosts any more than i believe that when i was a kid and i lost a tooth and i had a quarter the next morning that it was the tooth fairy that did it and reggie goes whoa whoa you don't believe in the tooth fairy if that's the case then how come when i lost my last baby tooth last week I put it under my pillow and there was a quarter. And the guy goes, do you still live with your parents? And there was a beat. And Reggie says, listen, man, times are tough. <laughs> and it was just such a good, <laughs> it caught everyone off guard. Those are my favorite moments. I had a uh, similar, I had a dude who was playing a sidekick in one of my games. Um, but he was not a child. He was like a 33-year-old man sidekick. <laughs> um and it, he was hilarious. He was very deadpan in his delivery on everything. I don't know if it was the character or the player, honestly, because like he didn't talk much out of character. It was all just Tim, the sidekick. Um, and they got to a point where they had to interrogate. They had decided to interrogate an NPC. And around the table, it was minus one charm, minus one charm, minus one charm, minus one charm, one charm on Tim, the sidekick. So they're like, you are the de facto interrogator. And so he's like, trying to interrogate this NPC who has been watching him 
do nothing the whole like session thus far like this NPC has specifically been keeping an eye on Tim from failed <laughs> roles and he's the least threatening person ever and he comes to and Tim's like tell us what you know about this thing and the NPC's like you really you're the one who's gonna do this and Tim's like I punch him and I'm like oh. <laughs> I mean, he's tied up, so I think you do that. And Tim's like, I have negative one tough. And I was like, all right, it's a little limp-wristed, but yeah, you hit him. And the the player is shaking his wrist at the table and going, there's more where that came from. And I, <laughs> we all lost our minds laughing. I had uh, a group that... <laughs> So they were on the set of a TV show uh, and they're they're climbing up a ladder to get to some the catwalk to go investigate some lights. Uh, and I had them roll act under pressure to like safely get up here. Uh, and they all got mixed success. So the first person I was like, uh, all right, you can, you know, you take some harm uh, because you get caught on like a broken rung or uh, you slip and you you drop one of your items. And we had established that our uh, expert had outfitted everyone with with weapons because everybody at the table chose a magnum as one of their their chosen gear items uh and <laughs> the first person chose to to drop their magnum so i was like all right yeah it falls and uh you see one of the crew members come over and pick it up and they're like oh, what's this what's this doing this is supposed to be at the prop table uh and they take it and they leave <laughs> But then everybody decided that they wanted to try and climb this ladder and they all got mixed successes. So I just kept giving them the same choices <laughs> and they all kept dropping their weapons in, Incredible. in different places. So then uh, I just had this person like going around and why are, why are all of the weapons not here? <laughs> and then they are surrounding the monster at the end. Uh, and one of them's like, all right, we got him cornered. We all go for our magnums. <laughs> Man, I had a lot of really good moments, but I want to I want to talk about a missed opportunity that I had one group of the six players, four of them had vehicles with their playbooks. Mm. And I thought this is it. This is the time for the meat bus. It is Oh. It's the Mad oh, Max shit. mystery. I'm so excited and one person at the table had already done it. Mm. Oh. So missed opportunity there. Get but. away from my table. Go yeah. sit somewhere else. You have, to, you have to go. I also had a exile that came here and learned how to talk from watching sitcoms and like old TV shows <laughs> like from the 80s and that was before I even started the mystery that was established. So I was like excellent. And so uh, it was determined that he learned to talk from watching wrestling. And so everything he says was, all right, we're going to go do this now. And watching 80s music videos. So at the end, he was his name was like Erglock the Unmaker. Ooh. <laughs> and a good at, name. at the end, he's just uh, attacking the, the monster. Uh, and... It, there was like red lights, like they used the red gels from the lights and uh, somebody had a was playing the seer and they were like swinging around a sensor and there was all this smoke. And I was like, it looks like an 80s music video. Yeah. Uh, and so he comes up with this big axe and he's just like, take on me, take me on You'll be gone <laughs> in under two minutes. And then just hits it. <laughs> it was amazing. And the guy just like yelled this at the table, like in the whole, in the whole room. It was amazing. I remember I that. I love that. Everybody that I, I talked to everyone that I could find over the course of the weekend who played the seer. Um, and when I originally wrote that playbook, I sent it to Michael Sands to get his thoughts on it. And he was like, no, this is great. He's like, the only thing is I feel like you should add another move, but I have no idea what it is. And talking to everybody and like how they use the playbook, 
I think I have an idea of what the move is. So I think oh, really? in, in the not too distant future, I think Kim is going to get uh, a new move because I think this other move is a you get this when you pick the playbook move. Oh. Oh. I know. Nice. Uh, yeah, Kim was definitely missed. I had a couple people play the, this year, uh, but I love that people actually were posting pictures of it and like sending it to me of their Aww. seer playbooks, which was very cool. Uh, she she really came in clutch though for the live show because somebody left our character sheets at home. <laughs> that somebody was me. Yeah, thank you. I yeah. was like, is she going to own up to this or is she going to try to pin this? <laughs> in? At least they didn't get left at the studio. Uh, no, they they definitely got left at home. Uh, and do you want to expand upon maybe where where they at were home? They did okay. get left. I did. Okay, so when we got home, I did find them in the trash can. <laughs> yeah, she had, thrown, she had thrown them in the trash can. <laughs> the quit can. show. This is the quit show. <laughs> it was. It was a long Gen Con, all right? I got very, uh, very confused. I was trying to- I got to very angry about I got very angry. Show. I was done. Uh, I, I was trying to clean up, so we came home to a clean house, and they got mixed in with some other stuff. Uh, but yeah, I was definitely in a panic, because Tass was like, oh, it's fine. I can print new character sheets. I couldn't remember my character sheet. I couldn't remember any details. Neither could Jake. <laughs> and so I was texting Kim, like- do you know if Jake has this move? Do you remember what mine? I had to go back and like read through and I was the transcripts. Like, yeah, he used this move in season four. Yeah, she knew <laughs> immediately. And I was like, oh my gosh, I wish you were here. I miss you so much. Also, how cool is it that real life Strom played the seer at the table? Aww, oh, nice. Yeah. I love that. That's awesome. Um, speaking, speaking of pro wrestling, have any of you guys ever heard uh, Hulk Hogan's song, Hulksters in the House? No, no, I don't think so. Hulk Hogan has a song from with Hulk Hogan and the Wrestling Boots Band. Uh, Is it a parody of Hose in This House? I don't know that one, so I don't. I can't imagine though. It doesn't seem like something Hulk Hogan would do. I don't know if I can say the rest of this on the podcast. Oh, that no, no, it's certainly it's much older. Uh, If anything, that might be a parody of Hulkster's. (laughs) (laughs) I'm pretty sure Cardi B is a big Hulk. Please don't come from Megan Thee Stallion like that. Yeah. Um. I I have finally. Broken my Warzone dry spell. We finally got a W in Warzone. It's Woo! been maybe a literal calendar year oh, since man. the last time we got one. But t- one night, Todd was like, all right, you got to listen to this song. This is going to get us pumped to play. And it's this fucking Hulk Hogan song. <laughs> the Hulkster's in the house. Check him out. Check him out. And I don't think it helped like in a manifest way. But we did listen to it every game for about 20 games before we finally got the win. And we're like, is this our new Venga bus? It could be. Do, do we want to hear Hulkster rock out? Yes. While you find that, I'm going to take a second to thank our patrons. Oh, yes. Yeah. Thank you to all the new patrons who joined us in the month of July. Strange Mama, Kevin Moriarty, Tremian Brown, Fern Gully, Drew, Kathy Leshek, and Drama Llama. Thank you for joining us. And thank you to everybody who joins us every month. Uh, we had someone join just the other day and say like, oh, wow, again, they're not joking. This Patreon is aggressively welcoming. Oh, yeah. Or this Discord, rather. Also, uh, if you have questions about our Rapscallion arc, please send them to us by this Saturday. You can email them to us at thecastthecritshowpodcast.com or we have a thread for it on our Discord if you want to put them there. Yeah. Uh, please get them in. And every year I say this to you all. And we all think there's no way it's this fast. It is time to start taking submissions for Critter Treat. 
Oh my oh, god. Shit. We are We're already there. into August. Oh, I am ready. Yeah. I am ready for the spooky season. Bring it on. So the deadline for this is going to be Friday, November the first. We want to make sure we give you time to get past Halloween, get past any of your parties. Uh, you can send your submissions to the cast at the Crit Show Podcast.com or you can put them on Twitter and tag us at the crit show again anything goes if it's uh, just whatever your costume is and we'll put your name in the drawing uh, for a spooky package if it has anything to do with the crit show or if you're like near our logo or your halloween character is listening to our podcast we'll put your name in twice yeah Pets count two. Pets count two. I don't remember if we've made this clear, but the pet does get the prize. Like if the pet yeah. wins, you. I trust that you're giving the pet yeah. the keychain and the t-shirt and whatever. Because well, we're making it a very different prize pet. <laughs> it's a hugely different. Pr- it's just a box full of like wet beef for whatever pet. <laughs> <laughs> you know, things pets like, like wet. for your bird. You know that. <laughs> you know how much pets you, hate dry beef for oh, your yeah. condor wet beef for your condor <laughs> wet beef for your condor new band name <laughs> nailed it uh yeah so get those to us by november the first all right jake you got are we are we at the words You are all back together in the subterranean lair. The IPT cruise has just fallen to the ground, smoking and losing parts as Tass is sitting up on the table and all of the folks inside of the lair turn from Tass to look at you. Hey guys, uh... How'd it go? I run and jump onto Tass before realizing that I'm no longer a monkey and I just body him back <laughs> on the table. Oh! Are you okay? Oh God, I'm sorry. I step, I was going to say open the car door, but I step over the car door yeah. as it lays on the ground. <laughs> Important question. How long has it been since we went into that world? It has been 65 days. What is Tass's beard situation like? <laughs> <laughs> Oddly, exactly the same. You see a, a set of clippers. It seems like they were taking very good care of him. Oh, that's so sweet of them. Yeah, it seems like something Grandpa Tincher and Grandpa Nash would do. Yeah. What about his downstairs beard? <laughs> oh, no. I I don't have a frame of reference for that. <laughs> so like, exactly the same. <laughs> yeah. Why did they just cut heart shapes into all of my body hair? <laughs> uh, and Grandpa Tincher actually moves over to the computer uh, and begins the shutdown process in Landara falls out of her side of the car. Wait, 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 hold on. Don't shut that down. We got to keep it open for just a little bit. And he, oh, okay. Are you like, okay? Is there, are you like possessed by a demon? Oh, no, 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 no. I was, well, he wasn't, oh God, he wasn't possessing me, but he was like feeding off of my memories and stuff. But I, oh, oh, I shot him in the face. Like just so good. Okay, good. Oh, man, I, I, we knew you could do it, but I didn't know. And if we closed this down before you were taken care of, it was going to be really bad. But I'm just, I'm so glad you're okay. Thanks. Thank you. Yeah, it's good. It's good. He's He's gone. It's gone. I think I'm good. And, and there's just, I mean, just blood pouring out of my nose and from my lip. Oh, my gosh. Oh, hun. Yeah, and I think, too, that for all of you uh, coming through, if you've got any damage... That has transferred over if you've got any troubles. Uh, each trouble that you've brought over 
rocks into you and you feel it cause a, a point of harm as well. How's everybody doing? I am in perfect health. For my mental journey, uh, I am indeed unstable and dying. I have two points of health left. Uh, I still had a, a trouble marked, so I'll take a point of harm. I am in ship shape. That's a nautical joke. Ah. I think I'm going to like look at my hands, realize that they are human man hands again, do a little bit of like uh, magical gesturing, and then I'm going to try and use magic on Tass to at least take the edge off. He looks like he's in bad shape. I want to heal him a little bit. All right. Yeah, we'll use magic. Uh, and as you start to do this, Landara pulls a duffel bag out of the trunk of the car and heads back into that back room and you can hear her moving around in there getting some stuff just whistling a jaunty tune <laughs> hearing the sounds of guns 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 <laughs> being thrown into a bag that's a 12 excellent what does that do for me again it is a mirror heal one harm i'm sorry i can't do more for you <laughs> i'll take it oh that's nice oh thank you now that we're home um i just want to very quickly text strom to let her know that i'm back in town she responds pretty quickly with see you in a bit Cool. Was not aware you were still an indie. You get another text back saying that there was some work that she was asked to do to help out. And so she has been staying in the area while you were gone. Cool. Love you. See you soon. Want to look around? How's everybody doing in here? Yeah, you look around and right now it's just Ori, Grandpa Tincher, and your grandpa. But they all they all look good. They're excited to see you. Your grandpa comes over and gives you a hug. A hug him back. How's it going? How have things been? I know we've been gone for a little while. Yes, I'm not going to lie. I was starting to get a bit worried, but we have been very busy here. You left with many questions. I think we have a lot of answers for you. Oh, great. Yeah, we we went through and it was a whole ocean and pirate world and traveling took a lot of time. So Ori steps down off of the platform where the portal is. Yeah, it looks like uh going to need to do a bit of a tune-up before you guys go back through here. Oh, and this is, like, better than this ship was looking. Sorry, I, it was a ship for a while. It's better than this vehicle was looking for a lot of this journey. <laughs> it was on fire multiple times. Wait, 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 wait. Did you guys just answer the ship of Theseus thing, but, like, for real? Like, that ain't that ain't the car anymore, is it? Well, it's the important parts of the car. I love that we made the joke that we were going to come back through here and Kim was going to see that more as like the normal because she spent more time there than she did here. And immediately, <laughs> yeah. I fully yeah. called it the ship. <laughs> <laughs> immediately, she's like, yeah, we damaged the ship. Car, right. the car. car. No, it's Automobile, a car. Automobile, I believe you call it. <laughs> oh, uh, I want to look in my uh, my backpack. I brought through a gun, a blunderbuss for Tass and the uh, the crab punchy gloves for, for Jake. Do the, what do those look like? Yeah, so Megan starts to go through her bag and... There are a couple things that you notice in your bag. Both of your magical books that you created are still there, and you can feel them thrumming with magical power still. The gun and the giant crab claw, there's just a bunch of sand in the bottom of your bag. Oh, no. Whoa! <laughs> Yay, sand! Uh, I, I think I, I reach in and I pull out just a bunch of sand, and it falls through my fingers. Does the sand have any magic to it? It doesn't. Um, you get the impression looking, you know, you've got the sand, you've got these two magical books. It seems like the only things that came back through that weren't kind of created in your transformation over were other magical things. That th That's what survived the right. trip back. Uh, I want to get a, like a vial, like a little jar and put the sand in there. Uh, I mean, it's not magical, but 
it's from a different world. So that might come in handy at some point. Yeah, I think Grandpa Tincher like brings a jar over. Oh, yes, that's very yeah. interesting. Let's get, let's get a jar of sand. I'll pull out the books and show them to everyone. And uh, can I double check which books were these? Yes. Uh, so this is the ABCs of piracy and what I like about you. And I think that you know instinctively what these things do. So ABCs of piracy, whoever is in possession of this book has access to the monstrous move Dark Negotiator. You can use Manipulate Someone on monsters if they can reason and talk. Uh, and then what I like about you holds four charges. Spend one to heal one harm. Spend two to stabilize a hunter. This resets at the start of each mystery. Can I spend these charges to heal myself? Yes. Yes. Self-affirmation. Nice. Excellent. I love Aww. it. I, I'll hold them up to everyone. Guys, the books came back through. Everything else is sand, but these are magical. Oh, cool. Does my sensor look or feel any different? It does. You feel just a little more magic in it. And so what has changed about this, when you kick some ass with this as the weapon, on a full success, you may choose trap a monster, minion, or bystander as your extra effect. Injuring the captive breaks the effect. Oh, that's really cool. Nice. Um, yeah, I think I like reach up to my face where my mask should be, but like it's just my face. Yeah. And I like... <laughs> dig back through the wreckage of the car and find the monkey and like see if there's anything weird about the monkey? Or... Yeah, what you find is not the stuffed monkey. You find a realistic monkey mask. Oh my gosh, I thought you were going to say a real monkey. A real, oh, real oh monkey. And I was like, I'm retiring. <laughs> it's all downhill from here. Uh, this gives you access to Shapeshifter. You may change your form into that of a monkey. You gain plus one <gasps> on any role while in this form that narratively uses the monkey's superior attributes. Nice. Wow. Hey, Tass, remember when you had that ability for like a whole episode? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tass. And then I die. You get nothing. nothing. <laughs> you lose. You uh, are well rested. I've yeah. got life experience That's now. That's true. Thank you very much. And you're going to have real ex You got real experience too. And I got what I really wanted more than anything in the world, and that was to sleep for a couple of months. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 65 straight days. Yeah. And I think at this point, Landara comes back through and she has got the duffel bag and she's got another backpack on. I am wearing the monkey mask so that I am a monkey and I just run over to her and go, something went terribly wrong. I didn't change back. Oh God. <laughs> You know what? I think it works for you. <laughs> I take the mask back off and turn back into a person. You got everything packed? Yeah, I think so. What are you taking? Oh, just a little bit of everything I could find back there. Landara looks around again, and she looks over to Rev, who is still in that slow motion spell. Once you close the portal, you know, let him know I'll be back. We got some adventures planned in the future. I'm not gone forever. Shit. Good luck with with what? <laughs> what are what are you doing? Yeah. So the death over there made me a bargain. That he could basically make me untrackable to other deaths. It's happened every time I've gone into another world. The death there can always find me and conscript me. Wow. Yeah, I suppose that's worth going back, huh? Tess, this is going to sound sound kind of weird. You're the best you that I've met. You uh became the chosen. I know in your head you finally got a cause worth dying for. And she puts her hand on your shoulder. I think you need to realize you've actually got a cause worth living for. And she takes her hand off and... Her hand touches her pocket, and you kind of see her eyes light up, and she goes over to the two grandpas and starts talking to them for a moment. Who? I think I turned to Jake. You guys went through some shit over there, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. Don't be sorry. It wasn't your fault. Still, it's, uh, it's a huge relief that the second I wake up, you guys are back. Landara breaks off from the two grandpas and walks back towards the portal. Good luck over there. 
Thanks. Good luck over here. Thank you. Thank you for all of your help. We would not have made it back through this portal if you hadn't been with us. I don't know. I've seen you all for a while now. You always seem to find a way. Not on our own, though. Hmm. I guess I hadn't thought about it that way. I'll see you soon. I'll give her a hug. And she hugs you back and turns and walks through the portal. Now we can we can shut this off now? Taz, you sure? Sure the demon's gone? Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. Yep, close it. <laughs> and Grandpa Tincher starts to shut everything down, and you see the spell slowly fade out, and Rev comes out of his slow motion, and uh, Ori is there and, and catches him as he kind of falls over. You notice, again, more gray hair uh, laced through Rev's beard and hair. Whoa, I need a, I need a, I need a light, uh, lie down. I bet. You're in there for over two months, bud. Oh, that's, yeah, I'm gonna go to sleep now. Yeah. We did it. Oh, good. Yeah. Good. So- what did you, what did you? Yeah, let's yeah, not okay. let's yeah. not trouble him no. with this right now. We'll I'll get him, him a Gatorade. Later. He just falls asleep in Ori's arms and <laughs> carries him. Ori picks him up and carries him into the back room. He's holding on to his blankie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that brings us to end of session experience, at least Woo! for Tass. And you know what? I feel like you all just came back from a mystery. I think you benefit from yes. what Tass, what happens to Tass here. Why? Thank nice. you. So let's let's answer some questions. Love that. So, did we conclude the current mystery? Yeah. 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 What's amazing is that I don't think anybody at the table knows what Tass went through. Not Um, even Tass? Well, (laughs) debatable. (laughs) Because I know Megan has talked about that you like to hear from him. Like, when people split up, you like to hear from them what happened as opposed to listening to the show. Yes, I did accidentally start listening to the first part of one, and then I shut it off. So I know kind of how it started. Okay. So I have no idea what actually happened. I have, from listening to the episodes, to pick teasers and also doing transcripts. Oh, uh, fair, fair. I don't. You can surprise me completely. I, yeah. I don't know anything. <laughs> Did we save someone from certain death or worse? Uh, Yourself? If Tass hadn't gotten... Tass caught rid of the demon. Like He's not possessed and just telling me that he... We did not. We have not rolled anything against Tass to determine that's, that's, that he is not the demon. <laughs> I just, oh, I just asked him, assuming yeah. he was telling the truth. Yeah. If he's a demon, he has to tell you. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, it's entrapment. Um, if the portal closed, then Tass would be like perma possessed right yeah I, the either the demon is gone or he is possessed i should have done more than just ask him that's <laughs> <laughs> fine um I, I i think i have to be honest i don't really think yeah i, I saved him. we kind of established early on that the other hunters or yourself doesn't really count yeah yeah do we learn something new and important about the world yeah i i mean this whole cross-world possession thing was a big thing mm. right at the start a little bit more about different kinds of demon deals, uh, a little bit more about how things like that can feed. I think there's a, there's plenty for that one. Uh, and we learned something new and important about one of the hunters. I was able to scry on tasks from across dimensions. That's true. In canon, Kim does at least have an inkling of what was going on and what yeah. I had to battle. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that counts, but uh, in a situation where she might not have been able to know otherwise, yeah. um, she did at least understand the stakes yeah and i think too on a on a we kind of talked about this in your little solo sections i think we learned something about the character of task 2 when it came to like what he assumed was happening yeah to him based off of how he views what has been going on in the world true that's a good point yeah all right so 
Everybody marks two points of experience. Does anybody level up? I'm going to be honest with you. Yeah. It's been so long since I looked at my Monster of the Week character sheet Mm -hmm. that when I did pull it back in front of me, I erased my harm. I erased my experience. I don't remember how many many I had. I either had two or three. (laughs) So... I either do level up yeah. or I'm one away from leveling up. I'll go with one away from leveling up. Can you, can you tell it. by the er, the eraser marks? I, no, I've erased, like I've marked mm. and erased so many on this yeah. one. I just, I looked back at it and I was like, oh no, I have no experience. And then I was like, wait, I still have a harm marked. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> oh, <laughs> I erased the wrong thing. Mistakes were made. I level up. What are you going to take? Uh, I'm actually going to go into the realm of advanced improvements. Oh, which advanced improvement are you going to take? Uh, I'm going to go with Mark 2 of the basic moves as advanced. Oh, which ones? Um, I think I'm going to go with Act Under Pressure. Okay. And Telekinesis. And can you tell us what those two do as advanced moves? Yes. So Act Under Pressure, uh, advanced on a 12+, plus, you may choose to either do what you wanted and something extra, or do what you wanted to absolute perfection. And with Advanced telekinesis. When you advance your telekinesis move, add this. On a 12 or more, you may also choose from the advanced options. Something explodes, three harm, fire, area, messy. Something implodes, three harm, crush. Lots of stuff is flying under your control. I love that. And you have perfect, fine control over exactly what happens. Seems important. All right. So while you were all gone, you had set some questions, set some folks on some tasks. Um, I had made out a list of the things that they were going to accomplish and how long it would take them to accomplish. So I need someone to roll a D10. Ooh, I'll do it. Okay. I only have a D10 near me. Yeah. I only bring D6s to this closet. That's fair. Four. All right. So I had made a list of all of the things, taxes you had sent them on, answers they would get, and uh, I laid them all out, how they would get them done, the order they would get them done, based off of how long you were gone. Uh, I had you roll a d10 because there were 10 things they could get done. The number you rolled is the one thing they didn't get done because I don't think I was, I or they were expecting you to be gone for nine weeks. Ah. So let's see what your team has gathered for you on the different errands you all had sent them on. So it is a couple days later. You have all slept. Just like last time when you came back, your sleep is long and dreamless. Um, even you, Tass, it was kind of exhausting essentially being awake, even though you were laying down for 65 days. Yep. Your harm has healed if you had any. Everyone has been stabilized. You have all been taken care of. And we find you in the subterranean lair, and there is a group gathered here to chat with you. There is Strom and Damien, Selena, both grandpas, and Ori. So as we were setting to work on a uh, number of these tasks, we started to realize that things uh, were starting to overlap in areas of information, uh, things that we needed to know or things we were needing to research, and we started to pool resources. We ended up trading off some of the tasks as we realized that it was better suited for someone else. Um, so there's a lot to, to go through. I think one of the first important things is that Selena was able to discover how to track potentials for hosts. Oh! oh. Yes, um, we were thinking about how to find out who could be possible hosts, and the conversation came up about Aiden, and how was it that Nash knew he was here? He must have been on the lookout for something. And so we started thinking about that, and running essentially a, like a biometric scan over Selena, and we went down and visited Aiden as well, and discovered 
a certain energy type that they were putting off, then this must be what connects them as uh, potentials for the devourer. We were able to isolate that for the devourer uh, and basically create a spell so you could try to track down possibles. The builder's a little more difficult, um, and he actually gestures to Selena. Yeah, I was reading about uh, the builder trying to figure out exactly how he worked, because with the other ones, you go through and you kind of see there's very clearly someone who's in charge of them. But builder, there's so many people that could be the builder. I start having the idea, well, what if builder don't work the same way? Because, you know, inspiration strikes. And I, well, I started to look through history books and records. And well, that's exactly, I think, what's happening. The builder, he doesn't look for someone and then go to them and stay with them. He jumps around from person to person, doesn't stay with the same one. He's the only one who could come to you, leave, come back again. That's why you see someone like, you know, Da Vinci or something have these long spurts of, in, of invention and then nothing for a while and then, and then something again. And I started thinking about the story with TJ when he became the builder and being up in the space station, the builder somehow senses someone who's about to create something and goes to him to give him that final push. Wow. Okay. So it's reactionary kind of. Yeah. But I thought that the builder energy was destroyed when TJ and Koshe, um Grandpa Nash nods. Yes, that was the original theory we had. But the more we learned about the devourer and death, they can't occupy the same vessel, essentially. It's too much. And I don't believe they have the ability to destroy one another. Huh. So I understand that some of this is still theoretical, but are we saying that other Nash could have essentially inhaled that, but then it was like, nah, dog, and bounced to the next inventive person out there? It's possible. He might have a very strong grasp on it, and it might be a matter of putting someone in proximity to him and creating the situation to draw its attention. Oh. But the Devourer, on the other hand, will not stay captured long because it will start to feed off of him if it feels it is in danger. So even if Nash wanted to hold on to it now that he has become death, he won't be able to. Got it. So Aiden in the picture as soon as possible so he could offload that. Yes. Ah. I think that's why it was so important to him. It may be taking a toll on him, keeping it in check. I mean, that ain't terrible for us, honestly. Strom, from her seat, pulls a bag up onto her lap. As you all know, I have dealt a number of times with soul gems, things that could hold essence, could hold magic, could hold souls. I was able to procure these, and from out of the bag, she takes eight gems. Each of these will hold the essence of one of the gods, including death. There are only eight of them. I assumed that, well, Megan's is going to stay with her, but I suppose if you decide that you want to offload it and not have it floating in the ether instantly, I could try and procure a ninth. They won't last long in this, maybe a day or so, but it would give you time to get it into the hands of the person you hope to take on that energy. Okay. Okay. Cool. Hell yeah. So we could manufacture a scenario where somebody's going to build something awesome, do it near him, builder comes to one of us, and if we've put our thing in a gym, we could then become the builder and then like swap it back if we wanted to, like put the builder in a gym, take our thing back, give the builder gem to somebody else. I'm afraid these will be a one-time use. Mm. It will burn out the magic trying to contain their essence. Not like a Pokeball. 
Correct. So this kind of buys us an opportunity to not have to have whoever we want to be a deity, like right there in the danger zone. Correct. And hopefully avoid the possibility of releasing one of these essences and it just taking off to find who it believes is the next proper vessel. How do we get the energy into the gems? Proximity. Essentially think of the kite and the key. It's a lightning rod. Yes. Okay, so if we can get the gods on board, then we'll have these ready to go. If. (laughs) If and when they release it. And then we just have a couple more to track down, right? Does this sound right? Am Am I missing anything? Well, once we have the energy, it'll have to go into somebody who has the potential to hold it. Sure. Should we figure out who that's going to be? I mean, I know that different people have potential and people can have the potential to hold different energies. So, you know, there's going to be people who are better suited for one over the other. And it might behoove us to have that kind of sorted out beforehand, right? God, yeah. No, that's a good point. You're right. I I was thinking about it in terms of can we even get everything lined up the way we want first. I mean, I know we're working on that, but like in my mind, it was like, oh, we got to do that first, but we have a limited amount of time with these crystals. So I guess we do have to have some folks willing and ready and available in that window. And it seems like maybe the builder will have to be last since it doesn't necessarily stick around with whoever has it. Kind of seems like has the ability to come and go as it pleases. That's a good point. If we can essentially think of who would be a good person and what do we need them to build for our last little assault here. Hopefully that thing, that idea would be inspiring enough for that person. And I think that at this, you see something click in Grandpa Tincher's eyes. That's, yes, because he jumps around if you were to get him too soon. Yes, yes, no, that makes perfect sense. And I, I, I think just out of character, I have to say, that is the one piece of information that you rolled. They had not yet quite oh, figured yeah. out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Look so at yeah. us. Yeah. So, yes, the builder has to be last because he'll bounce. He'll, right. he'll go find a new job. Okay. But along with that, do we have any idea what that time frame is like? Like, you know, I said the builder comes and goes as he pleases. What's to stop him from just immediately leaving when somebody takes on that energy? Do we do it literally at the last second before we're ready to set this off? Or we just need to know that we've picked somebody who's going to stay hungry and keep inventing and keep being creative. Or at least needs to be there to see through whatever it is that we build or use. Selena, you can kind of tell the signatures of potentials, right? Yeah. Can you tell which energies a person is suited for? No, I think that's um just kind of knowing the person. Like, if, if you told me that you had the potential to be one of the hosts, I'd be like, well, yeah, I see how you are with people, how you feel their pain. I think it's probably just going to make sense. I think I'm kind of standing off to the side, and I'm just pointing at Selena, mouthing, devourer. <laughs> oh, right. I mean, I get that. That makes sense, knowing somebody, and they're going to be kind of suited for, for something. But, okay, does that mean... Aiden would not have been able to take on the Devourer if he didn't spend the time with Nash in the future? Was he not always suited to take that on, or was it just who he became at that point he was better suited for the Devourer? Uh, It could be kind of a mix of both. that He had the potential to to be a host, but then his transformation into a vampire 
I mean, who's hungrier than them? And I'm pointing at Selena. (laughs) (laughs) She's feeding off his leg. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I mean, that's a that's a good point, Tass. I right. Yeah, Uh, and I mean, we kind of pitched it to you before, Selena. But if we need somebody to take on one of the powers, who's hungrier than a vampire? I mean, you. Yeah, I've been putting a lot of time into all this research, but when I'm not doing that, I am. Well, taking a lesson from your grandpa and doing a bit of meditation and self-control, I sure don't want to be one of those folks that maybe get something like this and it takes them over. I want to make sure I have control over it. You're so cool. I'm so glad that we're friends with you. I'm glad you guys got me out of that bell hole. Yeah. (laughs) Boy, yeah. Yeah, we'll work on some phrasing stuff, but yeah, me too. How have the magic snacks in Elnor been going? Is that okay? Oh yeah, they're good. Good. Okay. Well, I think we can definitely go through and pick some potential potentials, but let's let's get all the information out first because we're going to need it all to make a plan, right? Yeah. Damien squeezes your hand. Really, the only other thing that we've got is a bit of guesswork. Grandpa Tincher has been looking at those photographs you brought back of the spell, and uh, I spent some time talking with Baba Yaga trying to get a sense of Koshay, like who he was, what was his deal? Why was he that way? And the cleanest answer I could get out of her was that these things make you more of who you already are. So why would Nash be collecting all this energy? So I thought, well, who better to ask than a Nash? And Grandpa Nash kind of shrugs. Yes, we looked closer into the spell, trying to figure out just the small, intricate details of it. And you're absolutely right. It is pumping energy in and then drawing it all back but what was it doing with that drawback other than powering him and he rolls out a piece of paper and calls you over jake and starts pointing at little things and you can see very faintly scattered through some of the runes and the markings of the spell are the elements of the portal spell part of what i had to overcome to become the person i am now was my i don't know if ego is the right word but my thought my desire to be the person who could fix it, that I had the answer. There's a drive there. And so I started thinking, what would I do if I was death and I was collecting all this energy? There's only one thing I can think of. You've told us that the entities don't communicate across dimension, that they're not really aware of each other. But if I was death and that energy was making me more, making me more arrogant, more greedy, more hungry, more of those parts of myself that I had to try and let go of when I came back here, the thing I would want to be is not a death, but the death. I think he's using these parts of the spell to open small fractures to all of the worlds to become the death. Uh, And please don't get me wrong, this was a conclusion that I came to after many, many days of thought experiments and conversations and not a small number of hallucinogenics, but... (laughs) Go off, Grandpa. This is... I don't know how else to say it other than once I thought of it, it felt right. Yeah. Well, you would know. So he's, what, eating the other deaths? That I don't know because he won't be the devourer anymore. I don't know how they would deal with other versions of themselves that became aware of themselves. Once we had this thought, we tried to talk to Baba Yaga about it, but she is hesitant to discuss her ability to sense the other versions of her. Is it like a proximity thing? If there are 
cracks in the universe that connect our world with other worlds, even just like a peephole into another world. If Nash, our Nash, got close to another death, would he just absorb that death's energy and then become the death for both of those worlds and then, you know, multiply that across the universe? That is uh, the theory I had kind of come to as well. It may even be an element of uh, like a very strong magnet. He gets too close and changes the polarity of the other one. He might just be... Yeah, th- that's the best way I can I can describe it, that he gets close and because of the power in him, it washes over the other one, making them match. I want to like scrutinize the spell and see if I can interpret any like kind of order of the effects and see if anything comes after punch the holes. Yeah, roll investigate a mystery. <laughs> oh no, that's a five. Woo! Um, Back at it, baby. This is... M- <laughs> this is catastrophic <laughs> if misinterpreted. Um, so I think I will spend a luck. All right, you get a hold too. What was it going to do? So the order of the spells that they have talked about that are built in here, you have feeding the energy into the population of the world. And then there is that break where it siphons it all out and it pushes that into a core being, gnashes your understanding that that's who it goes to. Um, and then after that, is the small fracture from the teleportation spell that creates all of the openings. And with those kind of traced out, there are little pieces that are unaccounted for. What can it do? The other element that they had not picked out, and I think you get it because you have so much more familiarity with this spell, is that scattered in those other small pieces are the transference spell, again, but it's altered just slightly, And you realize that the final effect on this spell is transferring the personality and memories from the caster to the target. The Crit Show is a Crit Show Studios production, edited and produced by Brandon Wentz, with music by Jake Purley. You can find more information about us at thecritshowpodcast.com. To keep up to date with upcoming live shows, contests, and other special events, follow us at The Crit Show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. For even more weekly content, join us at patreon.com slash thecritshow. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Hello! Contact Day is in but a few short months, which means it is time to begin preparations for the Bidecennial Festival. This year, we are celebrating every single one of you living in my beloved Windfall It is not our business to question the Queen's will. It is not our business to do anything but follow it. It is you and your loyalty that has laid the groundwork for this incredible utopian society that we seek for. Do you have any idea what's going on with us? It is the duty of each and every one of you to do everything you can to make the festival a success this year. Are you ready to speak kindly with me now, child? I have no doubt that this year will be one for the history books, and that will be due in no small part to the dedication of my adoring (laughs) subject.
Windfall, a dystopian science fiction podcast from Rogue Dialogue.